0: All right, Uh, welcome, 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 Tuesday everybody, welcome to NPL Legal Dish. This is my through Wednesday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If this is your first time watching and you don't know who I am, you're like, who is this lady? I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis, I'm the host of the show and I'm the owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is I help people like yourself get your business paperwork together. So things like uh, getting your articles of incorporation with the state, making sure you have EIN numbers and DUNS numbers, making sure you have appropriate contracts so you don't get burned by clients and partners, brand protection so people don't steal your business ideas, hiring and training policies so you don't get sued for it. Hi, G House DC1. I help you do all of these things. <coughs> if you are wondering why I'm qualified to help you do all of these things, I'm very happy you asked. I am a licensed years. Now, and counting, I have started multiple businesses for myself and others, both on and offline. I've had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support. And most important, I'm very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everyone as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to get, to go to business school or to law school, but a lot of you have amazing business ideas. And if you're going to be successful in business, there are just some things that you need to know. So that's why I'm here. So if you are in the startup phase of your business, you know, the tiers. So if you're trying to, you know, start up your business, or you have a business idea and you're like, you know, I don't know where to start, or, you know, you've been in business for a little while, but you don't really have structure and you're looking to, you know, make your option more legitimate. Call me. I want to help you out. Um, the way that we're going to get in contact, you're going to go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, tree forward slash NPL consulting firm. <clears throat> they free 15 minute consultation. If you're a first time client, that is the only link I owe on Instagram and, um, and the link to book your free consult is all over my Facebook page. You just have to find any post or in, you know the margins or something. But yes, um, so that's one way to get in contact with me at Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. You can also download the free, uh, biz launch cheat sheet that will help you choose and start your dream business in six or less. You will also be able to, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, many of my eBooks and video training. So right now, in the month of January, we are focusing on business entities. So, uh, you know, you need to know the right business entity so that you can figure out which one has the best legal and financial benefit for you and kind of fits your operation best. So if you want to learn the full scoop on business entities, go grab my business entities ebook. It's only 9 97 um, at linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. Okay. So, uh, though, and also at Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, you can get your show merch, NPL legal dish. If you like my t-shirt, they come in white, black, and Navy blue. The Navy blue one has a blue green emblem. Uh, we also have mugs. So, you know, if you are a faithful watcher of this show and you want to show people how you got to be such a smarty pants, go grab your NPL legal dish merch. Also at linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. I, my, I am so parched today. So excuse me if I'm you know interpolating water and stuff. but I'm just so thirsty today. Um, yeah, so but uh, that is enough about uh, me and uh, the business side. Let's get to the show side, all right, uh, even though this is part of my business. Um, so the way that the show works is, um, well, this we've added a new segment. So at the top of the show, We do something called NPL Nuggets Now, where I give you a very short explanation of a business or legal concept um and just to kind of you know help you start to build your business vocabulary and your business education okay um uh, and then after we get through the npl nugget we um start on our stories now these are stories that i get from blog sites from the news from stories that you guys send me uh podcasts wherever i find a story of interest that has a lesson that we can learn as business owners. I um, pull it and we talk about it. So this is a time for discussion. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to give comments as long as they're respectful. Okay. Um, So before we uh, get started on the stories, let's talk about today's, (coughs) excuse me, uh, business concept. So like I said, we are focusing on business entities this month, uh, and we talked about what a business entity is so far. We've talked about you know unlimited liability versus limited liability business entities. We've talked about sole proprietorships, and we've talked about partnerships. So today we are um, giving a quick bite on LLCs. Uh, First thing you need to know, LLC stands for Limited Liability Company. What is a limited liability company? A limited liability company, it's a fairly new business entity. It came around in the 90s. It's a hybrid of, you know, corporations and sole proprietorships, partnerships, um, and it affords you um, a lot of the protections of and you know benefits of a corporation without all of the uh, rules that they have. Right? Um, LLCs also provide you a vehicle to protect your your personal assets from your business assets. So it's a very popular form of business entity for, you know, smaller businesses, two to three people, but an LLC can have unlimited investors. Okay. Um, so that is our NPL nugget for the day. If you want more information on LLCs, limited liability companies, pick up the business entities ebook. It is $9.97 go to forward slash NPL consulting firm. And it is the very first button. Okay. All right. So our first story this evening, did I hit record? For some reason, I, I keep feeling like I haven't hit record. <clears throat> All right. So our first story this evening, uh, my dear Trista, have you heard of the group One Republic? Um, let me know if you've heard of One Republic. And while you do that, uh, I I so when I read this story today, the name of the group looked familiar, but I couldn't, you know, um, immediately come up with a song that they sang. So, you know, I did a little Google search and YouTube had a compilation of their 10 biggest songs. And I did recognize like the top four. Um, one of them was called Secrets. Um, like the songs are cool. I, I, I can't, I'm, ch- I'm trying to think. Ugh. I can't even think of the two now. But if you look up One Republic and you search their top 10 songs, you know, you'll probably recognize a song or two, right? Um, now, why am I bringing up One Republic? Uh, if you've been watching this show or you were watching this show last season, we talked about how, um, was it Neil Young? Not Neil Young. We talked about how Bob Dylan and Stevie Nicks sold their catalogs. And, uh, Lil Wayne actually sold his catalog recently. And this is a growing trend amongst, um, musicians, because uh you know there's a lot of money in selling your catalog there's a lot of money in o- owning the rights to music uh that's why you know Michael Jackson was so adamant about owning his masters that's why Prince was so adamant about owning his masters um there's a lot of money to be made in owning you know the copyrights and the publishing and all of the rights that go into writing a song right so what does this have to do with One Republic? Uh the lead singer of One Republic, Ryan Teeter. He is yet another uh musician who has sold his song catalog. Ryan Teeter has about 500 songs in his catalog including songs that he wrote for Beyonce and Adele. Y'all know I love Beyonce. Um he has sold them to the same, uh, company KKR that bought 80% of Stevie Nicks, um, uh, rights to her music. So this company KKR seems to be picking up music, uh, you know, copyrights and and rights to musicians music all over the place. Right. Um, as well as Ryan Teeter, oh, before we even move on to that, now, Ryan Ryan, uh, Ryan, Teter, Ryan Tedder's catalog is valued at about $200 million. <clears throat> Can you think about that? You wrote a bunch of songs and people just want, you know, the ability to, um, people, people will pay you $200 million to, for the rights to your songs. And that's amazing. Oh, I have it written down here. Their number one song is called Counting Stars. Um... I still can't think of the tune, but, um, as well as Ryan Tedder, Neil Young, who is another famous musician, he's had a very, uh, you know, long career, he has recently sold half of his rights to his music catalog to a company, um, and he's written about 1180 songs, he has sold 50% of his rights to his music for about $50 million, um, so, I mean, Again, I said this is a trend amongst uh, musicians and entertainers because, you know, there's no more touring anymore. A lot, you know, you can't make money from touring, really. So musicians are looking for alternate sources of income. And by owning your masters, you can generate a lot of income as we're seeing in these stories here. This is why it's important to own the rights to your work because... If you become some big famous artist in whatever, you know, area you're in, you know, you want to own the rights to that because somebody, that will be valuable to somebody someday. So this is just kind of, you know, an encouragement to you to make sure that your work is protected. My authors out there, my songwriters, my artists, um, but what, what else would we protect? Uh... I can't think of anything more right now, but if you if you create any type of work, any type of art, you need to protect it. You should want to protect it because you want to be able to make money from it. You don't want people to steal it. You want to be able to determine what happens to it. These musicians... Uh, hey, Nessie time. These musicians are... Um, you know they did the right thing by owning the rights to their songs they didn't sell them and now you know in this time where everybody's trying to figure out alternate sources of income these musicians are able to generate tens of millions of dollars to you know for for their work so i think it's really awesome so congratulations to Ryan Tedder of One Republic and to Neil Young okay Nessie Time, I just got, um, your text. I will read it in full, uh, when we're done. But, um, y'all, Nessie just, like, she put her foot in this merch. These t-shirts and these mugs. She's awesome. If you are looking for, you know, custom merch and, you know, very professional and timely service, um, and somebody who, you know, keeps you in the loop, check out Nessie Time on Instagram, Rise of Dark Dawn. She's dope, okay? All right. Moving on to our uh, second story of the evening. This is actually a follow-up story. Um, A while ago, I told you guys about a Kentucky um, newspaper that was being sued by a company. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. You're a pleasure to work with too, Nessie. Um, Yeah, so a while ago, I told you guys there was this uh, Kentucky newspaper called the Louisville Courier Journal. Um, they were being sued by a gentleman named Alan Rupp. Um, now, why were they being sued? So apparently, the Louisville Courier Journal um, had posted an article and a recipe, um, in, in their newspaper about something called Derby Pie, and they used Derby Pie to refer to a, a type of chocolate walnut pie, right? And in the, in the article, they also had um, a recipe for Derby Pie, and uh arrest and and variations of Derby Pie. And they also shouted out um a particular restaurant where they got these variations called Captain's Quarters, right? Um now here is the issue. Alan Rupp, the person who is suing the newspaper, he owns the trademark to the phrase derby pie. He actually he lives in Kentucky and he has a business where he sells. You know sweets, including something called Derby Pie, and it's it's a, and that particular Derby Pie has a specific recipe. So when Alan found out about this article that the newspaper wrote, he was like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait! You're you're writing about Derby Pie. We're the only ones who can talk about Derby Pie because we can because we own the trademark to Derby Pie. Why do you think?" Alan Rupp lost his, um, infringement lawsuit against the Louisville Courier-Journal. I'm going to let you guys, um, do that. Why do you think Alan lost the journal? Louisville, the journal was saying, hey, if you like chocolate walnut pies, better known as derby pies, here's some, here's some recipes, here's some variations. And Alan Rupp is saying, "Hey, we make this specific type of Derby pie, and we have the trademark for the name. So give us some money. Why do you think the judge said no, girl? Why, why, why? I gave you I gave you all of the facts about this article. And my people in podcast land, please please be patient. I want to give um, the viewers a chance to get their answers in. why am I so congested today? All right. Um, yes, yes, Nessie time. It was, uh, Ness. the rest, the recipe was different and they also shouted out a different restaurant. The judge said, look, nobody here is going to confuse, um, you know, the derby pie that the, that the Louisville Courier Journal is talking about with your derby pie. They literally said we got these recipes from Captain Quarters. They're not using it to associate derby pie with a particular business. They are just calling walnut chocolate pies in general derby pie. So they're saying there is no confusion here between Alan Rupp's trademark derby pie and derby pie in general, so what do you think about that ruling? Do you think it was fair? Do you think that Alan Rupp had a a, um, a credible a credible argument that you know this was trademark infringement that the courier should not be allowed to you know use the term Derby Pie when talking about chocolate walnut pies? What do you think about the ruling? Let me take this lamp down. Sorry, y'all. I be forgetting. What do you think about this ruling? I think it was a spot on. It's like, yes, you own Derby Pie for a specific recipe of Derby Pie, but you don't own, like, when you have a trademark, you only own your trademark in a very limited capacity. You own it within your industry, right? And you own it within a certain way. Now, this Derby Pie, it is meant to rep, this Derby Pie trademark is meant to represent you know, a specific pie sold by Alan Rupp. But the way that the Louisville Courier was using Derby pie was as a general term for any chocolate walnut pie. And the judge said, look, nobody is going to think that the Courier is promoting their own brand of Derby pie, including the fact that they shouted out a different restaurant for where they got the recipes. So, um, I think the the um the, the judge got it right. I think that Alan Rupp was doing a little much. Now you know, yes, I understand you spent money on your trademark, but you know it doesn't give you, um, you know, full range over anybody using Derby Pie in perpetuity. Okay, so if you take one thing from this story, understand that when you have your trademark, you own that trademark in a limited capacity, meaning only within your industry or your class of goods. Okay. Do we have any questions on that? Um, While you guys get your questions in, if you have any, I want to remind you guys that you are watching NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Wednesday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If you are looking to, you know, jumpstart your business formation uh, in 2021, this Thursday I'm going to be going live with Shara Gibson of Can I Ventures, and we are going to be doing a live broadcast on. Business formation and starting up for new entrepreneurs. So we're going to answer all of you know the the startup questions, the questions that you think you know you might be a little too embarrassed to ask. This is the place to ask because there's no such thing as a stupid question. The only stupid question is the one that you don't ask. Okay. Um, so we will be broadcasting on Instagram. Make sure you turn on your notifications as well. I will be broadcasting it on Clubhouse. This is going to be my first Clubhouse room, so if you are on Clubhouse and you want to participate in this live uh, with myself and Shara on Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern, uh, Eastern Standard Time, please be sure to follow me on Clubhouse. My handle is at sweet underscore T-A-L-I-E, okay? Um, but yeah, so... Yeah, so I'll see you Thursday. Oh, and as well, if you are looking to, you know, start your business and you kind of want some legal help to hold your hand, go to linktree.com forward slash NPL Consulting firm and book your one-on-one coaching session today. All right? Okay. Moving on to our last story of the evening. I think we're actually going to finish early tonight or, you know, we can go into some Q&A. Um, I only had three stories. Today was a little light, but, you know, we'll be back And bounce, um, bouncing back for tomorrow. Um, Our last story has to do with a brand that we have talked about a lot on this show. If you have heard of the brand Off White, please give me an O in the comments. If you have heard of the brand Off White, give me an O in the comments. If you've heard of the brand Off-White, give me an O in the comments. Oh! Y'all, my live just went out on Instagram. I can't even believe that. Hold on, Facebook. My live just went out on Instagram. Hey, Instagram, I don't know what happened. Um, my live just conked out, so I guess you'll have to re-watch uh, the show on YouTube or go to Facebook or something. Um, but, you know, we're going to continue. <laughs> so as I was saying, uh, if you are familiar with the brand Off-White, please give me an O in the comments. If you are not familiar with Off-White, they are a high-end streetwear Brand, um, they sell you know hoodies and sneakers and all manner of clothing, and they cost several hundred dollars. Um, today, I posted a picture of some sneakers that are made by Off White, and I asked you guys how much you think they cost. Um, now, again, I said Off White is a high end streetwear brand. One of, y- one of y'all told me nineteen ninety nine. And the person who said it is somebody who has been watching this show. So you know we talk about off-white. You know them shoes, what, in 1999? Anyway... Um, and I asked you guys how much you thought the shoes were. Someone said 19.99. Nope. Somebody said 200, and it was no. It was still too low. The shoes that I posted in my stories they run for anywhere between 515 and 585 dollars. Um, they're called uh, the Out of Office sneakers. Right now, why am I talking about these 500, almost 600 dollars sneakers? Off-White is notorious for trying to trademark very mundane things. They have been trying to trademark red zip ties for shoes. They've been trying to trademark the phrase product bag and quotation marks for tops and bottoms. Um, they've tried trademarking uh, paperclip necklaces. Um, and they're always getting pushback from the USPTO. The USPTO is like, girl, this is so generic. What are you trying to do? Prove to us that you know this is a trademark, um, and Off White. This does not stop them from continuing to apply for trademarks. So currently, Off White is trying to uh, get a trademark for the phrase "for walking" in quotation marks. Uh, that's another thing. Off White is trying to trademark quotation marks as a as a hallmark of their brand. Like when you see quotation marks, you think Off White, right? So Off-White wants to trademark the phrase for walking in quotation marks and put them on this out-of-office shoe. And the USPTO office is like, well, this is just a description because that's what shoes do. So prove to us that this is actually a mark that distinguishes your brand from something else. So Off-White has to come back and argue that for walking is a distinguishable Trademark. So what, Hey, Nessie time. I don't know what happened. Um, Instagram was just hating on me. Okay. So <clears throat> why I'm te- why am I uh, bringing this story to you guys? It's because I want you to know that if you are ever trying to trademark something and you get a, what is called a non-final office action, right? um, it's not the end of the world. If they're saying, you know, Hey, we're not sure that we can give you this trademark because we have these concerns. That's not the end of your trademark application. That is your opportunity to, you know, show the USPTO why this thing that you want to trademark is signature to your brand. And apparently off white has the time, the desire and the, you know, and the means to, to defend uh, this, uh, the four walking, in quotation marks, trademark. Now, I personally don't understand the obsession with Off-White. I think the stuff is really basic, and the only thing that makes it expensive is the name, um, and I don't think the products are that cute, right? But they're a very well-known, very well-respected streetwear brand, so, you know, they can charge a premium price. But in trying to distinguish themselves In the streetwear market, they're trying to trademark a lot of things that are considered pretty generic. Because when you, um, those who are watching, when you think of red zip ties, when you think of red zip ties, tell me what do you think of, right? And when you think of, actually, yeah, let's just do red zip ties. When you think of red zip ties, what do you think of? Uh, And then let's do one more. And then also when you think of quotation marks, when quotation marks come to mind, what do you think of? Do you think of the brand Off-White? Because I don't. When I think, when I see quotation marks, I think of a quote in a book. I'm a big bookworm. Uh, When I see red zip ties, I think of, you know, like industrial bags that are sealed. I don't think of this streetwear brand, probably because I'm not a streetwear person. Um, But... Off-White keeps trying to make fetch happen, and the USPTO keeps saying, girl, prove it. So, how, how many of you think that Off-White should be able to trademark the phrase, for walking, in quotation marks? So, it's quotation, for walking, quotation. That is what they're trying to trademark. What do you guys think about that? If you're driving, don't answer, but if you're not driving... You know, let me know you out there. I am so thirsty, guys. Parched. Um, I think that Off White does a lot. I I think that um, Virgil Abloh, he's just trying. He just tries, you know, to throw things on the wall and see what sticks. I don't find him to be particularly innovative. He just tries to take normal things and then, you know, charge a huge price tag on them. And that's just not my jam. But you know, if you find, if you have an audience that's willing to pay that for your products, you know, get to the bag, sis. (laughs) All right. Um, but yeah, so those were the stories that I had for you this evening. Now we have, um, a, a pretty generous amount of time. Like I said, uh, the show has been extended by 5 to 10 minutes, Monday through Wednesday, because we no longer do Thursday. So this is the perfect time for us to have a Q&A session. If you are you know have questions about business entities that we're covering this month, we've talked about sole proprietorships, partnerships, LLCs. We've talked about unlimited liability versus limited liability. We've talked about what a business entity is. Um, now is the time to ask if you have questions about any other aspects of business formation, like EIN numbers, DUNS numbers, different types of contracts, brand protection strategies, hiring and training strategies. Um, ooh, hold on. I have a question from Nessie. Uh, Nessie Time said, did you talk about Tracy Chapman winning her copyright against Nicki Minaj? I talked about that last night, Nessie. I talked about it last night. Nikki said, I don't want no smoke from Tracy Chapman. Take this half a million dollars and leave me alone, girl. Hi, the sincere God. Yes, I did talk about Tracy Chapman. Um, and I think, you know, kudos to Tracy Chapman. She wrote that song in 1988 and she's getting almost half a million dollars. That's great. Um, Alright. So, Uh, so yeah, so this is the time for you to ask your question. Yeah, you can go back and watch, um, yesterday's broadcast, Nessie Time, and catch it. You love, yeah, she's a good singer. Tracy Chapman's dope. Yes, but, um, now's the time to ask your questions. Otherwise, you know, we can break for the evening. Um, I want to thank you guys for participating. Trista and Nessie Time and the sincere God you popped in. Thank you. Uh, I want to remind you guys to, to set up your one-on-one coaching sessions, go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. Uh, remember to set up, set up your notifications because I will be going live this Thursday with Can I Ventures talking about business formation and startups, uh, starting up with, uh, for new entrepreneurs. Uh, and we're going to be going live on clubhouse as well. Make sure you're following me on clubhouse at sweet underscore T-A-L-I-E. What else? Uh, make sure you pick up the business entities ebook. Uh, we're focusing on business entities the entire month of January. Why is it important to know about business entities? Because different business entities give you different privileges, have different requirements and you need to know the difference between them so you can make the right decision in what type of structure you choose when you're registering your business. Okay. So make sure that you pick up the business entities ebook. Okay, so I don't think we have any questions right now or this evening, but we will be back um, tomorrow evening at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Make sure that you, uh, you know, pop in and spend some time. Uh, What else? Uh, Ooh, the Sincere God said Dr. Dre wife getting that to me. They said she wasn't getting it, um, the Sincere God. Well, Dr. Dre is contesting it. Like they're in court, but um, it hasn't it hasn't been finalized. But I think the, so far the judge has kind of denied that request because Dr. Dre is currently paying all of her bills, uh, but they haven't come to a decision about the two million dollars a month. They're going back and forth in court. Apparently, Dr. Dre produced the prenup um, that she's uh, that she said she was forced to sign what else um yeah i don't know and and dr joy just had a stroke or something or an aneurysm i don't know uh who knows what's happening they all they all look everybody in that thing is going to be fine okay nobody's going to end up on the street <laughs> all right so I think that is where I shall leave you on this evening. We'll be back tomorrow with more stories. Uh, If you find anything you want me to talk about, please be sure to submit it to my DMs or email, however you want to get in contact with me. Um, You know, I love to hear from you. Have a good night. Take care of yourselves. Be safe. Um, Oh, uh, listen. If anybody was thinking about coming here for the inauguration, don't, okay? There has been a letter issued by the uh by you know the governors of virginia and maryland and the mayor of dc telling y'all to stay home now i don't think any of you guys were coming but if you know anybody who wants to come tell them that we don't want you here (laughs) all right we are trying to keep things civilized uh so have a good night and take care of yourselves bye bye